Welcome to another episode of Simply Bitcoin Live. We are your number one source for the peaceful Bitcoin revolution. Today, we have a very, very special show. The premise, I have a theory for you guys, is the U.S. government, specifically the agencies within the U.S. government, the Federal Reserve, the SEC, are they purposefully slowing down Bitcoin adoption it sure looks like that. Uh, I'll make the case for you guys. And as always, we provide the receipts on Simply Bitcoin. Anyways, shout out to my legendary co-host, who then fixed his green screen all the way, right? How you doing, Opti? Wait, what? Uh, anyways, that's, that's neither here nor there. Uh, what's up, guys? Happy to be here. Um, TLDR to Nico's question. I will say yes, but I am the resident tinfoil hat wearer. So uh, <laughs> what's up, everyone? Happy to be here. I hope you have a good Thursday. Let's get into this show. Let's get into it. But first, Opti, what are we covering in the fail? Give a premise. Give a premise. Oh, oh yeah. So today, guys, we are going to cover the stack chain. I, I've been hearing a lot. You guys have been telling me I need to cover this. And uh, for the culture, guys, we are going to cover the stack chain and, and why I believe this is, uh, you know, awesome, awesome stuff out there. Um, because this is, this is what the plebs do. You know, this is what the Bitcoiners do. As I always say in the space, always save in Bitcoin, consistently save in Bitcoin. This is the way, what else are you going to save in fiat dollars could never be me. Anyways, we'll get into it in the culture. We'll get into it. Anyways, let's start the show. Shall we? Booyakasha! Number time. Brought to you by Noddle. They make some of the best Bitcoin nodes. Run your own version of Bitcoin Core, the Lightning Network, Whirlpool, and Dojo, all from the comfort of your own home. Remember, guys, if you don't run your own Bitcoin node, you're trusting someone else's. And if you're a digital nomad, you have no excuse because now you could run a Noddle through a virtual private server. Visit noddle.eu today. I say server. I think VPN, virtual private network. Ah, I'll correct it anyways. Guys, if you don't run your own Bitcoin node, you're using someone else's. So either buy a node like the Noddle or make one or build one yourself. Anyways, at the time of this recording, the Bitcoin price is at 23,410 sats per dollar, also known as Moscow time, 4,270 block height, 749,987. The amount of reachable Bitcoin nodes, we're at 12,000. 516 blocks to the happening, 90,013 having estimate, <coughs> excuse me, April 22nd, 2024, total lightning network capacity, 4,552. The capacity value in fiat terms, $106 million. I, I, I hope that continues to go up and I think it shall. Hash rate estimate. Over the last 90 days, 206 exahashes, realized monetary inflation, 1.78%. That should get in half, that should get cut in half when the halvening happens. And of course, it is taking the US dollar absolutely to school. Market cap, market capitalization, $447 billion. Very interesting. Anyways. Today, we're going to talk about a topic that we've been covering most of the week, right? And before I get into it, I have to start it out with one of the must-read books. 
in Bitcoin. It gives you a pretty good feel of what is going to happen. And the reason that they were able to predict all of this stuff in the 90s is because they used the game theory of violence, right? At the end of the day, right, what Bitcoin really does, because you could store such crazy amount of wealth in your mind, right, just by memorizing 12 words, what it does is it fundamentally changes the relationships between governments and individuals. And I think that's why they were able to successfully predict some, so much of this stuff. So anyways, first, I'm going to read these two passages, and then I'm going to give a little update that I saw on Twitter um, as it relates to this stuff. It says, new technologies will allow the holders of wealth to bypass the national monopolies that have issued and regulated money in the modern period. Their importance for controlling the world's wealth will be transcended by mathematical algorithms that have no physical existence. In the new millennium, cyber money controlled by private banks will supersede fiat money issued by governments. It goes on to say, lacking their accustomed scope to tax and inflate, governments even in traditionally civil, uh, civil countries will turn nasty. As income tax becomes uncollectible, older and more arbitrary methods of extraction will resurface. So... Let's uh, let's see this update. So new regulatory changes in Canada for Bitcoin and shitcoins. You are allowed to buy as much Bitcoin, ETH, Litecoin, Bitcoin Cash as you want, but any crypto, any other crypto has a limit of 30K net buy per year, bruh, right? And it shows you will have an annual net buy limit of 30,000. Move on. But it's not only that, right? Check this out. This is a screenshot of PayPal. It says, Amendment to the PayPal User Agreement, effective September 19th, 2022. U.S. business accounts will not be able to receive personal transactions from PayPal accounts outside the U.S. starting October 31st, 2022. It's almost as if they want Bitcoin to win. It's almost as if they want Bitcoin to win. It, it, that is so beyond ridiculous. Now, if you, you can't use PayPal if you're receiving from money overseas. Now, why is this happening, right? This is just governments doing what governments do. They can't help themselves. They want to control everything you do. And I know what a lot of people are thinking, right? Oh, it's only shit coins. It's not a big deal. It doesn't apply to Bitcoin. What's the big deal? This is how it starts. This is the slow creep. This is the, the justification. This is easing into it. Very similar to what I believe is going to happen with the tornado cash thing. I think they picked a project that really is not that popular just to kind of slow creep those regulations. Slow creep. Hey, if you don't download specific node software, you're, you're against sanctions. I believe that that's where this is going. But again... I think that they're setting a precedent here in Canada, here at the government. We get to dictate what you can and what you cannot do with your money that you spent your time and energy earning. It, it, it's just absolutely crazy that governments feel entitled to tell individuals this. It blows my mind. And this isn't because of PayPal. PayPal is losing business because of this. This is 100% because of new pressure from the U.S. government. But it's not only that. It says U.S. PayPal accounts will not be able to send bit personal transactions to business outside the U.S. starting October 31st, 2022. But here's the thing. This is what the sovereign individual was talking about, how new technologies will allow the holders of wealth to bypass the national monopolies. And I think NVK, CEO of CoinKite, perfectly touched upon it when he said, 
Imagine when they find out that they can't stop people from gambling on foreign casinos. It's absolutely true, right? It's like with the whole Bybit stuff, right? You can't use Bybit if you're an American citizen, but all you need is to turn on a VPN, right? And again, like it's just so ridiculous that they're implementing these laws that I believe worked in the old system, but in the new system, all it's doing is just slowing adoption. All it's doing is just putting all this red tape in the hopes of maintaining financial control over their monetary systems that they once had, but Bitcoin really makes that obsolete, right? Fine. The worst that they could do is slow people getting out through the fiat on and off ramps. But once people are in Bitcoin and they have all these regulations, whether it's PayPal, hey, now if you want to pay someone with PayPal and you're from overseas, can't do it. But you know what you can do that with? You could do that with Bitcoin. You don't even have to know someone's name, right? So again, it's like the old world clashing with the new world. Bureaucrats can't help themselves. And dude, there it is again, the sovereign individual predicting it once again accurately, which absolutely blows my mind. Anyways, Opti, what are your thoughts? Well, this is a continuation, I believe, of what we were talking about yesterday, that the powers that be, those in control, the authoritarians at the top, want you tracked and bagged, and they think of you as chattel. It's like, this isn't even us being, you know, truthers or whatever you want to call us. It's it, We say it almost every single day that in their own words, they're telling you the silent part out loud. They want you completely controlled. And you know, this is a first world nation and it is the, uh, a neighbor of the United States. So this is one of those things where they, they have to, um, you know, try and experiment near, near the U S because like the U S does export its culture everywhere. What happens in the U S you know, essentially will eventually go out to the world. And so they're just seeing what they can do to, uh, or they're seeing what they can get away with because we know what they want to do. They tell you their plan up front. They want you tracked and bagged and they want you completely controlled in their system. But what are you going to do? You're going to escape the system. You're going to opt out with Bitcoin. You're going to spread the sound money gospel because there is no alternative. It is either Bitcoin or slavery. It is Bitcoin or nothing. Like these aren't just memes. This is truth. Like this is, this is the reality of the situation. There is no alternative. The fiat system is crumbling. Who knows when it will end, but they want you completely controlled in the system. So they're going to continue to spread this narrative of, Oh, we're here for your safety. We're here to protect you. And you know, like Nico said, it's a slippery slope and, and they will just continue to try to do this until you guys shut this stuff down with your mean words. So you know, fight this all you can, opt out with Bitcoin. This is the way. It's it's very simple in my opinion. Yeah, exactly. And again, like that was specifically for shit coins, but I, I, I can't emphasize that enough. That is the slow creep. Remember when they passed the Bank Secrecy Act in 1970, initially it was a $10,000 rule that had to be reported, right? It was that $10,000 cash limit. But if you adjust it for inflation, $10,000 at the time was 70 grand. And I'm sure people thought 70 grand. Wow, that, that sounds reasonable. The problem is that they never adjusted that number. It stayed the same. They knew exactly what they were doing. Anyways, 
Anyways, it's going to be a hell of a fight, but we got some awesome news today. Let's get to it. Here we go. Daily News. Brought to you by CryptoCloaks.com. They make some of the best 3D printed Bitcoin merch from node cases to key rings to the vents on the back of your ASIC for air management. And of course, the famous 3D printed Bitcoin grenade toy, which comes in any custom color your heart desires. You want it in gold, they make it in gold. And you can take advantage of the promo code down below to get 5% off CryptoCloaks.com. All right, so today, guys, I'm gonna make the case that I believe that the U.S. government, the administrative state that some people call the deep state, I don't call it the deep state because it's really up in your grill. Did you guys know that the number one employer in the world is the United States government? So that starts to kind of explain why they're willing to hire 87,000 IRS agents. They're not willing to cut down on spending but what they are willing is to hire thugs to extort more and more people. Absolutely blows my mind. 87,000 agents is more than the British Army. If you look at the British Army, you add it up, there are more IRS, IRS agents that they're going to hire than there are soldiers in the British Army. That is how big this thing is. And again, I don't think the government has a revenue problem. Year over year, the government pulls in more revenue. They have a spending problem. They constantly spend more money than they're taking in. And what is the cause of all this? What makes this viable? The money printer. Now, here's the thing that kind of, and it struck me earlier, earlier this morning, right? The people that are supposed to regulate Bitcoin, and regular, they're going to try to, but regulate the industry and whatnot, have the most to lose if Bitcoin is successful. Talk about misaligned incentives. And I believe that's why this stuff that we're about to cover is happening. So first, a quick update, you guys, if you haven't been living under a bridge, this should not come as a surprise to you. World's largest Bitcoin fund slams the SEC, sues over... It's really a Bitcoin ETF. You have to call it for what it does, what it is. But of course, the lamestream media likes to put crypto. I guess it's better for SEO. It says world's largest Bitcoin fund slams the SEC, sues over Bitcoin and shitcoin ETF. Just to kind of remind you guys and set the premise. So digital currency asset manager Grayscale is in a legal fight with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission, the SEC, its latest rejection of the company's prospective spot Bitcoin exchange traded fund. The SEC denied Grayscale's application to convert its Bitcoin trust to a spot ETF. The company filed a lawsuit the same day. But it's weird because you would say, okay, you know, it's because they just don't want an ETF. But that's not true. And this is to quote the article. It says, the inconsistent treatment here by the SEC allowing the futures prospects to trade but denying the spot products to trade is not looking at what is essentially the same exact market through a like lens here. Now, that's very suspicious. Why did they allow a futures product but not a spot product? The problem is that with the spot product, you have to put up or shut up. You have to put up the cash in order to get that Bitcoin. With futures... That is not the case. 
And as this awesome Bitcoin magazine article put out and so beautifully explained, this is by Armin the Parman, awesome Bitcoiner, says Bitcoin futures markets explain and the defense against Bitcoin price manipulation. Price suppression, how strange is that? Enemies with unlimited cash, the Federal Reserve Board and the International Monetary Fund can suppress the price of Bitcoin. The evil anti-humanity collectivists wishing to damage Bitcoin may try to thrive the price down by selling futures contracts heavily and at a loss. The collectivists don't need Bitcoin as collateral to do this. They only need cash collateral. Why do they need collateral? The collateral is there in case the trade goes against them. If the trade goes badly enough and all the collaterals consume, the exchange would liquidate the contract and collect what is owned by confiscating the collateral. If there were no collateral, the exchange would be owed money and might never receive it from the collectivist scumbags. Normally, the price of the futures doesn't debate from the spot price due to arbitra arbitrage. Very strange. Very strange. But maybe it's a coincidence. Maybe it's a coincidence, right? Maybe Nico's a conspiracy theorist. Maybe Armin the Parman is just making stuff up. Maybe we're just paranoid Bitcoiners. I feel like all Bitcoiners are slightly paranoid because we're just so used to being attacked. But another big coincidence. Check this out. This is Custodia Bank. This is the bank that used to be called Avanti Bank. And this is the bank that's taking advantage of Wyoming's Bitcoin charter, crypto charter. And this is the bank founded by, I'm sure you've heard her name, Catlin Long. Now, take a look at how the Federal Reserve, which they say is independent, but is really part of the federal government. Like, you have to be real. That is literally how the federal government funds deficit spending. That is literally how they pay for anything. That is how the administrative state, even in the midst of a recession, was able to print $780 billion to fund an army of 87,000 IRS agents, of which are bigger than the British army. Could you imagine if the founding fathers that went to war with the global superpower back in the 1700s for over for 2% tax found out that the federal government hired 87,000 people to extract wealth from the population to continue funding the bureaucracy. I don't think they would be very happy. Anyways, and it's funny because the founding fathers, whether it's George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, they absolutely hated fiat money. It's almost as if they knew that this was going to happen. Anyways, Crypto Bank Custodia sues Federal Reserve. This is old news, but just to give you guys a little bit of a reminder. And we have the update today, which is why I wanted to cover this today. In the filing of the United States District Court of Wyoming, Custodia accused the Federal Reserve Board and Federal Reserve Bank of Kansas City of delaying the application process by 19 months and called the master account critical to Custodia's business. Such an account to directly access the Federal Reserve rather than going through an intermediary bank. Custodia said in the complaint, it also accuses the Fed of adopting standardless procedures that would allow it to act in complete secrecy whenever and however they choose. Remember that they say that Bitcoin is opaque and that is projection. Anyways, the suit said the Fed's own paperwork said that a master account decision ordinarily takes five to seven business days, and that processing delay had clearly violated the one-year statutory deadline for doing so. In February, Wyoming-based 
Custodia, which was formerly called Avanti Bank, seemed to be moving closer to acquiring the master account when it received a routing number issued by the America's Bankers Association. Routing numbers are used to identify banks for checks and other tra uh, transactional purposes and are issued only to federal or state-chartered financial institutions that are also eligible to have a Fed account, according to the ABA's website. So, looks like they checked all the boxes, they filled all the paperwork, but check out this article that came out today from Law360. The name of the article for our audio listeners is called Fed Says Crypto Bank Can't Sue Its Way to Account Decision. Hey guys, we uh, you know we we did all the paperwork, we raised all the money. Are you gonna accept us? What's going on? You've taken over a year. That's not normal. Usually it takes five to six days. What's going on here? We're gonna sue. We're gonna find out. We're gonna complain. No, nah, you can't complain. You gotta sit down and shut up. That's what this is saying. And of course, this this isn't only the Fed doing this. This is also the SEC. Why are these both agencies slowing down? And then why did they accept futures? Futures is okay. Futures is might suppress price. But spot? No. You want to put a, a Bitcoin and shitcoin bank on the same level as the other banks? You know, create competition? No. You complained about it? Shut up. You can't sue us. And remember, they call us private. They call us opaque. That is 100% projection here. Anyways, Federal Reserve System officials are urging a Wyoming federal judge to reject a lawsuit from a cryptocurrency bank that they say seeks to rush them into granting its access to key central bank services before they can finish thinking through all the big picture, all thinking through all the bigger picture ramifications. What are the bigger picture ramifications? Why don't they never get into specifics? It's always Bitcoin is a threat to financial stability. Always. That's what they always say. Bitcoin is going to be used for money laundering. But they never get into the details as to why that is. We don't want to accept the application, over, even though we've taken over a year, because we're still thinking about the big picture ramifications. You know what I believe? They want a central bank digital currency. And if Bitcoin gets added into the U.S. financial system, it's going to be very hard for them to make the case for a central bank digital currency. For our audio listeners, here's a tweet from February 23rd from the Federal Reserve. Would a central bank digital currency protect my privacy? What type of fucking question of that? What type of question is that? Look at China. See how much that's been protecting privacy. This is bullshit. They project and accuse us of the things that they're guilty of, and we, are ha we have to rely on agencies that stand the most to lose if Bitcoin wins because those agencies, the reason that they're able to fund themselves is because of the money printer. What type of clown world bullshit is this? Anyways, Federal Reserve Board Gover of Governors and its Kansas City Regional uh, Bank argued that the U.S. District Judge Scott W. Skavadal should dismiss a compliant a complaint filed by Custodia Bank Inc. that accuses them of unreasonably withholding action on its application for the, for a so-called Fed master account. Fed officials said Tuesday that they are under no obligation to open an account for Custodia or anyone else, nor are they legally required to decide by any particular deadline. Calling Custodia's business model novel and untested, Fed officials argued that it should be no surprise that they need time to consider its application. How long does it take? 
Anyways, plaintiff's demands are non are non judiciable, unsupported by the law, and must be rejected. The Kansas City Fed similarly highlighted the stakes, saying that the custodia's focus on digital assets and uninsured state-charted status make it unlike any other bank ever approved for a master account. As a result, it, its application raises serious questions that take time to consider the regional Fed. You know, that would fine. You know, you could play devil's advocate. You say, that, that kind of makes sense. But anyways, among them, according to the Reserve Bank, are questions like how to monitor custodia's anti-money laundering compliance there it is again remember the anti-money laundering and the aml was the justification for europe going after self-custody and what safeguards are needed to protect the kansas city fed itself against the possibility of custodia failing Rather than allowing Custodia to substitute its judgment for that of the Federal Reserve Bank of Kansas City, the court should allow the Federal Reserve to complete its, complete its review consistent with its mandate to ensure the safety and soundness of the nation's financial system. I'm going to read that last part because it really kind of makes me angry. They have a mandate to ensure the safety and soundness of the nation's financial system. They have the gall to say that. But after the last three years, they printed 40% of the U.S. dollars that has ever existed, causing a 40-year record inflation, making the rich richer through asset inflation and making everybody else poorer, not to mention making housing prices increase over 100%. And they have the gall to say that their mandate is safety and soundness of the nation's financial system. These people are psychopaths. To Tuesday's briefs, which attack Custodia's case uh, as a premature and substantially flawed, came the day after the Fed announced that it had finalized a set of guidelines intended to standardize and clarify its process for evaluating master account applications. So check that out. They changed the rules. And then after they changed the rules, then they made the argument to the court. They moved the goalposts. The guidelines also provide the Fed officials can conditionally approve or deny an institution's application if deemed necessary for risk control purposes. Why wouldn't they say this is risky? This is a threat to their system. Why would they not say this is risky? Notably, the guidelines do not impose any deadline for application decisions. So before it was five to seven days. Now they change the guidelines to say, there's no deadlines explaining that it could take time to understand the intricacies of the requesting institutions risk profiles what the fuck does that mean citing the guidelines fed officials say that they're trying to be responsible about how they manage master account access and can't and can't yet know how they will come down on custodia because these new guidelines have just been finalized and can now be taken into consideration by the Federal Reserve in connection with Custodia's request, the court should dismiss Custodia's complaint as prudently unripe. Okay, so much fancy vocabulary. Let me translate it. They put in the application, they took a year, Custodia sued them, and then they redefined the rules <laughs> so that the judge would throw out the lawsuit. This is insane particularly where the decisions at issues involves complex issues and policy questions, such as the important issues of risk to the U.S. financial system, financial stability, and implementation of monetary policy. Ah, there's the slip. Implementation of monetary policy at issue here. I think that is really the signal there. Bitcoin is a threat 
to their idea of implementing monetary policy. The law is clear that agency deliberations that may reasonably span a period of years do not amount to unreasonable delay. Anyways, check this out, and then I'll pass it on to Opti. The Fed has maintained that the accounts are a privilege and not a right for banks, even as other regulators have broadened the path to legal bank status by offering and approving a range of charters. Is this a communist country? What do you mean something's a privilege? Aren't we in a democracy? What the fuck is going on here? So the SEC is slowing down, slow walking, a spot Bitcoin ETF, but they sure love the futures that can't be used to suppress the price of Bitcoin. No, that's not a problem. And then when Wyoming, the state of Wyoming passes a law to allow Bitcoin banks and Catlin Long and, and Custodia fill out all the necessary paperwork, they turn it into the Federal, uh, Federal Reserve branch of Kansas. They take a year to reply when Custodia sues them and says, yo, can't do this. The Federal Reserve pivots by changing the rules of the game. And then after they change the rules, after the fact, after the lawsuit, they say, hey, judge, you got to throw this out. We're playing by the rules. What the fuck is this? I like Bitcoin. Bitcoin is rules without rulers. What the fuck is this? This sounds like Ethereum. This is a shitcoin. And it blows my mind because, dude, I'm worried. Because, yes, you have to play by the rules. If not, they're going to lock you in a box. If we have to rely on institutions and bureaucracies that stand to lose if there's Bitcoin adoption, what the fuck do we do? Are all the banks just going to start moving to El Salvador? How long until the U.S. government places a sanction on El Salvador? This is ridiculous. This is insane. And the crazy part is I've been covering this for about a year now, and this is an update. And when I read this this morning, because I got an email from Law360, I was reading this. I was like, this is literally them moving the goalposts, and they have so much hubris that they're just like, okay, yeah, deal with it. Shut up. You can't sue us. We're the Fed. I thought this was a democracy. No. It's a privilege for you to have, a, have an account. We get to decide what is financial uh, uh, stability. We are the only ones that get to define that. And BTC Pins says it perfectly, and then I'll pass it on to Opti. They're not acting like a democratic institution. They're acting like an incumbent banking cartel as it was designed to do. Shout out BTC Pins. You, you literally said it better than I could have thought. Anyways, Opti, what are your thoughts, brother? Well, where do I start with this one? Man, uh, I think the first thing I want to do is just troll the the 87,000 IRS agents. I know you guys saw them on Twitter. That shit was hilarious. Uh, I don't have it up here, but absolutely terrifying. <laughs> oh my God. Nico, I'll send you the video afterwards so you can laugh with me. Um, anyways, guys, I think we've been telling you, I don't know if we told you this yesterday or was it uh, Tuesday, but paper Bitcoin 
is obviously why they want to do this. They, they want to rehypothecate your Bitcoin. This is why we tell you guys all the time to take your Bitcoin into self-custody. This is why you need to self-custody. Remember when I brought up how Finney the other day and we were saying that there will be fractional reserve Bitcoin banks and full reserve Bitcoin banks. This is just a continuation of the fiat system. And of course, they're going to try to bring this into Bitcoin because they know that as long as they have paper Bitcoin, they can continue to fuck with your money. But anyways, Nico made a good point. Um, and, and you kind of got trolled in the chat a little bit about Bitcoiners having PTSD. Uh, yes, we are paranoid as fuck, man. And as Oren said, Oren put it in a great comment. He goes, just cause you're paranoid doesn't mean they aren't after you guys. We bring the receipts every single day that their narrative paints this picture clearly in their own words. Like we aren't even reading into their words. We're literally reading you back to like, verbatim what they're saying and it's this they are coming after you they want to make sure that you are controlled tagged and bagged but i also i want to echo what uh lawrence leopard said on the simply bitcoin irl uh interview series that we did on tuesday and it, this is a perfect example of what we were talking about and he said it and i'm uh, you know i'm gonna probably butcher exactly what he said but he said something on the lines of the powers that be will lie and break their own rules to suppress the little man and here we have it what two days later in, in you know in 4k their receipts of oh wait no these were our rules and now we're changing those rules so that you are now retroactively non-complying with the rules and it's just it's absolutely amazing the propaganda and the PR spin that the legacy system and the powers that be are pushing down our throats is it's freaking atrocious. I know I know we are hyperbolic when we call them parasites and we call them psychopaths, but what else can you think this is this is anti-human behavior. They they do not want to see humanity flourish. They do not want to see society better themselves because they want to continue to steal your wealth and your time and your energy. I wish it was different, but these are their words, guys. They say this in their own rhetoric. This isn't me being the in-house truther. We're literally reading you guys the receipts. And furthermore, of course, I am the in-house PR guy. So when I see framing like this, I, I, I always seem to find the silver lining. Of course, it's Optimus Fields for a reason. I am, I'm eternally optimistic, but... I had a thought when you were saying about the framing and it's like Bitcoin forced their hand and they have to try to co-opt this narrative. They have, oh, CBDC will give you privacy. It's like they would have never talked about this if Bitcoin wasn't a thing. They would just be like, oh, this is a continuation of the system. But they fundamentally understand that they have to try to co-opt these narratives because Bitcoin is winning and they know this, we know this, and we know that they know this. So they're going to try to reframe their digital system, their complete and total control of your money via digital identity, via the, uh, you know, the digital monetary system that they're trying to fully implement on you. And they have to try to co-opt that because Bitcoin is freeing humanity and they don't want you to find the exit door. And then furthermore, What's the meme? Uh, the scariest sentence in the world is, I'm from the government and I'm here to help you. Mm -hmm. Like, we're showing you this every single day. I, I feel like we are a broken record. But once Bitcoin opens your eyes, you can't unsee this. You can never go back to the matrix. And this is why we do what we do. Again, it's a broken record coming out of me, but we are here to spread the sound money gospel. Bitcoin is freedom. Bitcoin is hope.
And that is enough, man. People need to fundamentally understand this, that Bitcoin is here to help, that Bitcoin is the reason why we will help society, change society for the better, and why our grandchildren and grand, great-great-great-grandchildren will have a better life than we do now. As the other meme goes, weak men make hard times, hard times make strong men. And this is where we are, guys. Yep. It's up to you guys. Again, I'm going to echo Lawrence, and, and he said it best, man. And, and he's a boomer, you know. Shouts out to the boomers that get it. And he was like, yo, the millennial generation and the Zoomer generation, it's upon you guys to change this world because we were built different, guys. This isn't just a meme that we created. Like, I don't know about you, but I graduated high school and college through the great recession, you know, like, I literally became an adult through one of the worst financial experiences that anyone could imagine. And this is just like, this was a status quo for us. Like we are built different. If you're around my age, you understand that there is no alternative. There, there, there is nothing in the legacy system that, that we can salvage and whatever we can salvage will be brought onto the Bitcoin system, which is just you guys, the individuals out there, your life force. This is why, we are so obsessed with Bitcoin because it fundamentally helps humanity. And I say it all the time, you know, Bitcoin is freedom and Bitcoin is team human. This is why we show up every single day because you guys need to remember that there is positivity in the world. There is a solution to the problems and we need to be proud Bitcoiners and spread this far and wide. Someone said it in the chat, like uh, free humanity and orange pill someone today, like do your part to help humanity's future and be a toxic Bitcoin maxi, spread that sound money gospel, start orange pilling anyone that will listen, speak to the remnant, whatever meme you need to hear to sink into your brain that, look, I need to share this out there because, hey, I may be paranoid, but they are coming after you. <laughs> it's in their own rhetoric. All right. All right. Amazing. Let's, it's time for the daily culture. Let's do it. Let's daily culture brought to you by swanbitcoin.com swan is the best way to build your bitcoin stack with automated bitcoin savings plans and instant purchases serving clients of any size from ten dollars to ten million dollars swan incentivizes self-custody and they also incentivize dollar cost averaging spread out that risk visit swanbitcoin.com today all right before we get to the daily culture, I want to give a shout out to Pacific Bitcoin. It's going to be the largest Bitcoin conference on the West Coast, November 10th through 11th in sunny, sunny Los Angeles, California. Speaker list includes Corey Clipston, Jeff Booth, Dylan LeClaire, Pierre Richard, Alex Gladstein, Mark Moss, Guy Swan, and many, many, many more. Definitely want to go, definitely don't want to miss this conference. You can take advantage of the promo code simply to get 10% off your tickets to Pacific Bitcoin. What's up, everyone? Yes, as you can see, if you're on YouTube, we are going to cover the stack chain. All right, guys. So you guys have been tagging me, been wanting to cover this. And of course, I am going to cover this. I don't know if you've been around on Twitter, but I tried to do a stack chain for a few years now on January 2nd. We called it proof of stack day. 
but this has gotten way more traction than I ever could have done on Twitter. So let's get into it. Of course, I got to start this with a meme. Uh, shouts out to EuropeanBitcoiners.com, Simon Satoshi, and he's got an update. And I'm going to get to their GitHub, but I really like this meme. And it goes, breaking news. This just in. Twitter devolves into scam and chaos as the Bitcoin maximalists have apparently vanished into something called the stack chain. So, man, the stack chain guys even got a GitHub. I could never have thought this far down the road. I just put it in a tweet and was like, okay, guys, stack and let's see what happened. But anyways, let's see what is the stack chain because I've been hearing on, on Twitter all about the stack chain and about like the the uh block height and mining new blocks and all this and i'm like what is going on like i'm very confused anyway so what is the stack chain simply put the stack chain is buying bitcoin consecutively with other bitcoiners shouts out to the dca army out there we're all buying bitcoin right we know that bitcoin is the hardest money in the world and we're already going to be buying as much as we can so why not gamify it a little bit have some fun and be social with your fellow bitcoiner and we got in layman's terms, shout out to Derek Ross. He's, I got a few more memes that we're going to update on this. And he goes, it's just fun and shit posting with a little bit of Bitcoin lingo thrown in to make it more fun as we shit post and buy Bitcoin. So history of the stack chain for you guys that were unfamiliar with it like I was stack chain was born completely organically when Arizona Hoddle shouts out to Arizona Hoddle decided to buy five dollars of Bitcoin and see if anyone else wanted to buy a little with him someone replied with a six dollar purchase then someone replied with a seven dollar purchase then an eight and these consecutive purchases kept coming in iterating on another growing the chain of purchases expanding the amount of Bitcoin that was being purchased until eventually we got to this news that I'm going to cover today. So how do you participate? If you guys want to participate on Twitter, this is how you participate. Anyone and everyone that wants to buy Bitcoin can participate in Stack Chain. The only requirement is that you want to expand your stack. I say it all the time, guys. The only number that matters is the sats under your control. So continue to stack sats, continue to stay humble. But anyways, before you make your Bitcoin purchase, you need to determine the current block height. You need to find the tip of the stack chain, hashtag stack chain tip. Anyways, once the current height has been determined and you're planning on purchasing an entire block yourself, you will need to buy that amount of Bitcoin. For example, if the current block height, the last confirmed and most recent verified amount purchase is $599, then the next person purchase will need to be $600. But don't be afraid if you don't have the money to, to go balls deep on, on a stack right now. If you are unable to purchase an entire stack chain block yourself, then you can post your screenshot on the main chain and still participate. You will need to specify that you're looking to do a stack join by using the hashtag stack join. Awesome. Awesome. So does the stack chain have leadership? I know. We always are concerned about centralization and decentralization, but no, the stack chain is a living and breathing chain without leadership. Again, what is the goal of the stack chain? To have fun while buying as much Bitcoin as possible. Amazing. So I went down and I tried to find the original post. So shouts out to Arizonian Hoddle. And he goes, even on days when I'm broke as hell, I still stack. Feel free to join me. This is the way $5 buy here, $10 buy there, $1 buy there. Again, the only number that matters is the number of sats in private keys under your control. And uh, I, I'm not going to go through the whole post here because 
it's a it's pretty big. It's a huge thread, but I have the thread in the description if you want to follow along. And uh, I found this one thread of uh, Derek Ross and and uh, Brad Mills, notorious shitcoiner, uh, low key quote unquote Bitcoiner goes. Uh, he 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 thought that the stack chain was a shitcoin. But I really like this comment by Uncle Max because this is the this is Bitcoin culture after all. And I I really love this take. And he goes, I don't get your take, Brad. Stack chain is a beer snake. A bunch of plebs got bored during the crash market and started doing something for fun best part is instead of chugging a beer and getting hammered plebs are just adding to their stack and cheering each other on we're just having fun out there but i saw this news and i was going to cover the stack chain for a while but when i saw this i realized that today is a day for the culture because hashtag stack chain is officially one month old today. Over the past month, stackers have accumulated over 36 Bitcoin worth over $845,000. We've raised over $6,000 for Bitcoin Beach, raised funds for Bitcoin Akasi to buy roughly 30 phones for kids and built an incredible community of Bitcoiners. Stack validated. Guys, this is what we tell you almost every single day. I know, I know there's influencers out there that telling you that Bitcoin maximalist ranks are dying and that his star is rising. But look at this. A few Bitcoiners on Twitter have bought over 36 Bitcoin. Amazing. Just from Arizona HODL starting it with $5 Bitcoin buy. This is the power of the DCA army. This is why we tell you guys to continue to stack. This is why we tell you guys to buy Bitcoin every single day, every single week, because once we get to that tipping point of Bitcoiners out there buying Bitcoin consistently, we are going to the moon, guys. I know, I know you guys say don't give, don't feed the hopium, but this is the signal. We need people stacking Bitcoin, even if it's little bits of Bitcoin, even if it's little chunks here and there continuously accumulating Bitcoin and putting that Bitcoin into cold storage will negate all the paper Bitcoin eventually, as long as we get to that tipping point. And let's, I, I had to find the stack chain tip. And so I hope that no one else dropped another stack chain tip, but this was this morning at 8.15. And you can see that the latest is $1,303 buy on the stack chain tip. And say what you want about the OPSEC. We all understand that this isn't the best OPSEC. Don't post your, your Bitcoin buys on Twitter because hey, you know, it is trackable when you're showing where you're buying it, how much you're buying it, and your name. But neither here nor there. People are having fun. People are stacking sets. And this reminded me of a tweet that me and Nick can't mind went back and forth yesterday. And he just tweeted simply accumulating Bitcoin. And I've been doing this, this tweet for a minute. And I say, bruh, better fight me for these sets because your boy's playing a hungry hippo. This is the game, guys. You are playing hungry hippo for sats out there. And this is how you got to frame this in your mind or whatever. As I've been saying all the time, always save in Bitcoin. This is the way you are playing Hungry Hippo. And as Nick put so well under it, the boys accumulating generational wealth together. Yes, this is what it's all about, guys. Continue to stack. Continue to, you know, spread the sound money gospel. Buy a little here. Buy a little there. And, of course, I was going to talk about this yesterday. The Eric Kason thread. And I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I want to get to the very bottom. And he goes, oh, wait, which one is it? The first one. And this is why we stack. 
is because we know what Eric Kaysaw knows in this thread, that Bitcoin is the most monumental event in the last two millennia of human history. And if you are here today and you are stacking, then you understand this as well. It doesn't matter how much Bitcoin you have. I don't care how you get your Bitcoin. All I care is that you have Bitcoin, you put that Bitcoin into cold storage, and you continue to spread that signal. So shouts out to Arizona HODL, shouts out to everyone that was a part of the stack chain, and let's just see how much Bitcoin can get accumulated. As I said, we've had projects like this in the past. We had the Lightning, uh, the LN Torch chain, we've had uh, Proof of Stack Day. You know, we've, we've tried to do this over time to make sure that people continuously stack Bitcoin, continuously save in Bitcoin. And this is just awesome to see. I can't believe that, you know, from $5, we have been able to accumulate 36 whole Bitcoins, roughly $845,000. Absolutely amazing. In my opinion, this is bullish stuff, guys. The DCA army is growing. And this is further proof that the Bitcoin maxi ranks are growing. Our star is rising. So guys, continue <laughs> to stack continue to have fun continue to ship posts and like i said earlier you know i know i know yellow is telling everyone to stack fight and tweet about building but the most important part is to stack guys sometimes we need to refocus the energy and realize that we are actually changing the world one stack at a time one one little sat at a time you are opting out of the system because the system is working against you Anyways, Nico, what's your thoughts? And then we can jump into the memes. I have a long meme review today because we missed them yesterday, and I know that's everyone's favorite portion of the show. Dude, um, our, I'll put it to you this way, and this is the way that I see it, is that over time, our army continues to get bigger, and their army continues to shrink. Um, that's because Bitcoin has better incentives, so yeah, man, uh, there's only so much time these people have left. And that could also explain why they were slow walking, you know, the regulations as well, right? So yeah, man, I'm bullish on Bitcoin. I'm bullish on Bitcoiners. This is just the beginning, my friend. This is Hold just on, the Nico, beginning. Before we go, apparently I was two stack chain tips behind. I was at 1303. Now we're at 1305. So the stack chain continues to grow. Shouts out to you guys stacking. Anyways, Nico, let's get to the meme review. Let's do it. Daily meme review. Brought to you by Citadel 21. It's the best Bitcoin cultural zine. It's stories, articles, comics by actual Bitcoiners. This is the artwork for volume 11. This is the artwork for volume 10. And this is the artwork for volume two. Volume two is almost sold out because there's only a thousand physical copies made per volume. So get your prints of Citadel 21 today before they run out. All right, guys. So I have a few memes from yesterday that we didn't get. And I added a few more just, uh, you know, I told you guys yesterday we were going to make it longer today. Not too long, but I added a few more. Anyways, the first one is by Wall Street Silver again. I don't think he makes these memes, but he's doing very good on curating the memes. And he just goes, nailed it. And this is a quote by Frederick Bastiani. He goes, everyone wants to live at the expense of the state, but they forget that the state lives at the expense of everyone. Shouts out to Pravina. The parasites at the top are living off of your life force. Oh, wait, hold on. Before I get further, remember to put your meme review in the chat so that we can cover it. 
We're trying to minimize the lag, and I keep forgetting. And, of course, as Nico always said, memes are – how do you say it? Memes are the sword in the battle of the different disinformation war, guys. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll have if, to uh, brush up on that one. Uh, anyways, right. anyways, remember this tweet we did the other day? It was a Simply Bitcoin tweet, and we said, who they think runs Ethereum and who actually runs Ethereum? And we have on the left Vitalik. And on the right, we have Bezos, and we go centralized AF. And then we got One Punch Pepe, or at One Punch Patriot, and he goes, it was at this moment he knew. This is our, our Tuesday template, and it's a girl with a guy, and it's Vitalik Buterin with his meth nodes, and it's Jeff Bezos jumping in the pool, about to ruin their sweet little honeymoon. Anyways, this next one I saw yesterday, he tagged the meme factory. This is by Liam Dennis, and he goes, just going to leave this here. You have been warned. Bitcoin, CBDCs, the great reset. And he goes, same energy. And this is young Anakin, CBDCs 2022. And then it's Darth Vader, CBDCs 2047. If it can make it that long, this is what it will be building towards. And then, of course, I got to add becca in here she's been killing it lately shouts out to at ghost of becca she's in the chat say hello and she goes daily reminder that central bankers and planners hate you and your family and want you vaporized <laughs> i like that i like that one becca and, she, and the, tra the the meme is euro trash proles believe we will fix the money with our new anti-fragmentation tool lol these dummies actually bought the inflation reduction act i'm going to buy a new yacht with my bonus Yes, yes, exactly. And furthermore, guys, if you think we are just quote-unquote conspiracy theories, or truthers, sorry, truthers, I, I shouldn't be saying the C word on YouTube, check out this meme by our boy at Greg's Dose, and he goes, when I hear someone say, the government would never do that. And we got a guy pulling out the receipts and we got MK Ultra, Tuskegee Experiment, Poisoning St. Louis, Operation Mockingbird, MK Naomi, Operation Norwood, Poisoning Foster Children. The list goes on and on. The state hates you. The government does not have your best intentions. And shouts out to Wine. This is from our account at Bitcoin Kindergarten. He goes, born too late to own property, born too too soon to be a teen TikTok star, but born just in time to be a whole coiner. Get some horns on that one. And I got Chair Force in here double, hence why I tagged him in our post. And he goes, in response to a, a Bitcoin Magazine post about Latin American investment bank allowing withdrawals, Chair Force goes, my Bitcoin with a big squirt, long squirt into cold storage, and Bitcoin, Bitcoiners that don't self-custody. If you don't self-custody, it's not your Bitcoin. This is the meme that I will push. Hold your keys, not your keys, not your Bitcoin. Again, I added chair force. One was for yesterday and one was today because I am pretty sure we all saw this meme on Twitter. And it's the opposite of the, the that one bro talking to the girl, the blonde girl. And it's like, bro, talk about Bitcoin. So we got the updated version, the female version. And it goes, bro, he told me that he had 6.15 Bitcoin, but there's no way that's true because he wouldn't take me to Applebee's. I'm never dating a Bitcoiner again, bro. <laughs> yeah, Bitcoiners are cheap out there for a reason. You need to lower your time preference and save in Bitcoin. And then, guys, yesterday we dropped this article, 100 Years of Failure, Time to End the Fed. So the century of central banking and central planning has coincided with the century of war. War is a racket and so is central banking. Shouts out to our boy, Sats for Life. He's dropping fire. Make sure you go subscribe to our simplybitcoin.news. And this is the meme for today, at 21 underscore million underscore BTC. 
and he just goes hashtag end the Fed, and it's a helmet, you know, uh, army infantry helmet with end the Fed, Bitcoin, infinity divided by twenty one million, and some AR bullets. Amazing, love this meme. Really thought it was a great meme. We had some great scores today, and um, I'm, I have a few things on my desk. I don't know which one I should do, but. Everyone's asking about Opti's breakfast. So here is my half-eaten <laughs> breakfast that I didn't finish because I tried to scarf it down before the show. It's uh, some Migos and pinto beans and some potatoes. It's delicious. Now it's cold, and I will eat it after the show. Anyways, Nico, what is your mean review score? Yeah, of course you would. Oh, man, of course you would be having a Mexican breakfast. Um, okay, That's racist. So, no. I'm Hispanic, brother. I could say it. Ha! Ha 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 ha! Venezuelan. I can make the Hispanic jokes. Anyways, um, okay. So I'm going to give it a cloud filter box. This is the box that my cloud filter came in. I was so excited that I didn't even get a box cutter. I just ripped it like a savage. Um, if you don't know what a cloud filter is, I didn't know until I got this mic. But it, make, it apparently it makes the mic super smooth, super clean. Anyways, guys, we want to know... What would you give those memes? Let us know down in the comment in the live chat and force me and Opti to read the meme scores. Um, okay, let's start with Becca. Becca, Becca, Becca. First one, Becca says, great memes. I give these memes a premium Costco membership. That is a very well Becca thought out it. score. <laughs> I am building. I am building. Um, Andres, my meme review today is un... Bubare? Bubare. Budare? Budare. Hmm. Interesting. Lucky Redfish. I give these memes zero inflation. That's impossible, Lucky Redfish. <laughs> that doesn't exist. All right. Yellow. Oh, shout out to Yellow. Wow. I give it a Netflix deal. Okay. Good okay. scores, Yellow and Becca. I give it the tip. <laughs> Loco. Uh, the great. What kind of breakfast burritos, Nico? He doesn't eat arepa. breakfast. He fasts. I'm an arepa. I'm an Intermittent arepa. faster. You got to do it. You got to do it. Okay. Z logic. I give it a Bitcoin stork. Bitcoins first, baby seconds. Rustin. Rustin gives it A. I go with a bottle of soy sauce. All right. Good score. BTC pins. I give those memes just the tip. <laughs> what you're used to making arepas, bro. Bubare, man. Listen, I like carne mechada, I like guac, I like nata, I like queso blanco. I have no idea what the fuck. Sometimes eggs in there is delicious, but I have no idea what bubada is, bro. Maybe I've spent way too much time in Miami getting away from my roots, but hopefully Andres will educate LARP, me. LARPing on being a Venezuelan. I know, I know. I, I feel like a LARP right now. I feel like like I'm a fake one. I'm a my. It's You know what it is? I'm a shitcoin Venezuelan because I'm a Miami Venezuelan. You know, it's not it's not the full authentic Venezuelan. Anyways, guys, thank you so much for joining the meme review. I want to give a shout out to Simply Bitcoin Unfiltered. We have a legendary writer. He's been dropping awesome articles over the week. Definitely want to go check it out. Subscribe to our Substack. Somebody deleted half our Substack. I don't know what happened. It just disappeared. Um. Anyway, so make sure that you're subscribed. You might have been unsubscribed. Go check out simplybitcoin.news. Check out Simply Bitcoin Unfiltered. We've had articles on the Federal Reserve. We had articles on the ESG Larry Fink bullshit. 
We uncover it all. Also, go check out Simply Bitcoin's awesome Telegram group. That's where you could link us your Bitcoin memes so that we could review them on the meme uh, on the show. It's literally free. It takes two seconds. Just click the link. But anyways, Opti, I think there was a software release today. Why don't we check it out? Bitcoin software release brought to you by CypherSafe. Don't be that person that stores their Bitcoin seed on paper. Paper is prone to water damage, fire damage, dog attacks, everything. Your seed can be eaten by dogs or cats or animals if you store it on paper. You definitely want to store your seed on steel and there's no better place to do it than the Cypher Safe. Get yourself a Cypher wheel or a Cypher grid today. Visit CypherSafe.io. All right, guys. Well, I am a little surprised that we added this one, Nico, considering you went full scorched earth in the past. But we got Wasabi Wallet version 2.0.13. And as you can see, man, there's some minor releases, including the dependency updates and a hardware interface reduces the number of coins and coin join wallet will generate. No, no, don't use the coin join. Use it for the wallet. Don't use Wasabi <laughs> coin join. <laughs> They blacklist certain addresses. They're working for the government. Well, wow, um, this is why I'm surprised that it was added here. But it is, a, it is a good wallet, though. It is a good agreed, wallet. It, connect, it connects over Tor. It is a good wallet. But don't use the coin join. Use Samurai if you're going to do that. If you don't know, they started blacklisting certain addresses. I suspect they're trying to, they're trying to prep for the inevitable. Uh, we saw it with Tornado Cash. It's, it's, it's coming. So I think that they tried to brace themselves. Where I think they got it wrong, right, is that the government doesn't just take a fingertip. They take the entire hand, right? So why would you preemptively do that? Aren't you supposed to be a Bitcoiner? That system of exclusion deemed half the planet unbankable because of that where they happen to be born, right? And I think that's wrong. But the wallet is still very good. It does connect to, it does connect to Tor. And I think that's pretty good. Anyways, I also want to give a shout out to our awesome sponsor, representltd.com. Opti and I wear the hoodies every single day. It's stylish. It's comfortable. If you see me at an airport, I'm probably wearing a represent hoodie. They don't pay me for that, but it's just because it's comfy as, comfy as shit. It's awesome. Definitely want to go check it out. Makes Bitcoin merch. Makes He's going to make Simply Bitcoin merch, hopefully soon. So anyways, you want to take advantage of the promo code down below to get 10% off, representltd.com. All right, guys, that was our show. Thank you so much for joining us on another episode of Simply Bitcoin Live. It really helps us if you smash that like button. If you subscribe, if you feel like this, this content or this channel has provided you value, that also helps us too. And of course, we will see you tomorrow at 12.15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for another episode of simply freaking Bitcoin. Simple, just buy Bitcoin. Which one's the best crypto asset? Well, Bitcoin's the best crypto asset. Okay, what's the second best? There is no second best.